Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Get the shredder fired up. We're turning some contracts into pieces today. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, how satisfying would it be? And this is just petty me talking to grab a multi-million dollar contract of somebody underperforming in sports. Stick it right in the shredder. Oh, it feels good just to think about. Cathartic, really. Ken LeVick alive here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Randy John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the hot and muggy intracoastal. That's where Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights is, Radio Life partner. We poo-poo him. We'll talk to him, but he's of no concern to us right now. <laughs> Because on a Wednesday, <laughs> on a Wednesday, it means that the Dominican Queen makes her arrival, and she is field tripping with me today. And we are at I Think Financial, our good friends at I Think Financial, 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue in Delray. And we are here until 2 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette, fresh off of a Broadway experience yesterday. Not exactly Broadway, but a Broadway show. She is cultured and she's ready to come back to this uncultured mess yeah i don't know how i feel i go from europe to hamilton last night yeah and i'm sitting here with you yeah yeah i know your life has taken uh, certainly a a downturn a roller coaster of emotions it, it, it absolutely is now stone um uh, i i wanted to see if i could in the spirit of what we're about to do could you give me the very cheap paper shredder sound effect please there it is so that's what we're doing we are shredding contracts here today because stone if you recall the last time that we were at i think financial it was a shred day here oh yeah in delray and so people could bring by their financial documents and they could shred them up get rid of them tear them to ribbons one of the weird things in my household amongst many is that um my wife she composts She's a composter. Sorry to laugh. <laughs> so she composts. I'm not saying that's weird, and I respect her and her quest to help the environment and to be organic and to do natural things. Uh, but that also means that any cardboard we have, any paper that we have, anything that like the girls just scribble on, it goes right into the paper shredder at the Lavica household. The girls have learned how to shred paper. They love it. It's a whole thing. And then we put it in the compost in the backyard. On a scale of 1 to 10, weirdness, I know that's probably hovering around an 8 or a 9 or a 10, but I'm very familiar with it, and so I hold this near and dear to my heart, because what I want to do today, in the spirit of I Think Financial and their run of Shred Days in October, is I want to shred it, the the coach or pro athlete contract that you cannot wait to get rid of, and I think a lot of this stems from whatever is happening in Denver with the Broncos. This is one of the most insane 
is situations I can remember in the NFL where you trade for a Hall of Famer and then he just forgets how to play football. You trade for a future Hall of Famer or you, you hire a future Hall of Famer's offensive coordinator to become the head coach and he totally forgets how to coach. And it, it has created this, is it the coach's fault, Nathaniel Hackett, or is it the quarterback's fault in Russell Wilson? And so... I want to start with the NFL Network because Tom Pelissero yesterday was discussing Russell Wilson and his effect on the locker room. And, Jeanette, you know, Russell Wilson is, how do I put it, eclectic? Mm-hmm. He is... Say the word. Say it. All right, he's weird. He's goofy. Oh, I thought you were going to say cheesy. He is cheesy. He's definitely cheesy. He's corny. He's all of those things. And so it's something that in Seattle they were used to. In Denver, it's taken a bit of time to acclimate to that. Mm-hmm. But Tom Pelissero was explaining the relationship Russell Wilson has with that locker room yesterday on the Insiders NFL Network podcast. And here's what Tom Pelissero uh, had to say about Russell Wilson. You, know, you, you, t- you talk about all those, you know, just the, the social media posts and just all the things kind of around him showing up wearing his own jersey to the first day of training camp. Not John Elway's jersey, his own throwback Broncos jersey but here's the thing a lot of that stuff went on in Seattle and it kind of you know bubbled below the surface for a long time the Broncos were aware of it they did their homework in the process but what they're thinking is this is a guy who's going to go to a new environment he's going to be hyper motivated we think that we can capture what he was as recently as the first half of the 2020 season get him with the right coach also a super positive guy Nathaniel Hackett this thing is going to click and we're going to roll from there When things then go sideways that quickly, this was not an organization where, remember, in the early days in Seattle, it was very much Richard Sherman's locker room. It was Marshawn Lynch's locker room. It was not Russ's locker room. So he got to not have to be that number one leader. It was only in his later years in Seattle that he kind of assumed that role. And at that point, the young players coming in were just looking up to, oh, this is Russell Wilson. There's photos of him on the wall hoisting the Lombardi trophy. This is the guy. You go to Denver, you don't play well out of the gate. That's when the questions begin. Everybody knows how much money you make, and they see the posts that you're putting up, win or lose, and they're seeing the memes of Broncos country, let's ride. One of the the things that I've consistently heard about it is Nathaniel Hackett, for everything that's gone wrong and everything that people are saying about his job right now, he has not lost that locker room. Russ has lost some people around that team. He has lost some people in that locker room. Can he right the ship here? He's making $57 million this year. The earliest real out the Broncos would have in his contract would be to move on from him after next season, 2023, at which point they would still have to pay him for 2024, pay him $124 million for two years. They're going to have to figure it out with Russell Wilson here. Does it click with a new coach? Are there other things environmentally? Can you get healthy and it's just better? Because remember, Russ was dealing with injuries too. I don't know, but it's an unenviable position right now for George Payton and at least for the next six weeks here, Nathaniel Hackett, to be in trying to find answers, whether it's the play caller, whether it's personnel stuff. They've tried different things, Mike. Nothing has resolved it. 
So this is the eternal question for the Broncos. It's really the chicken or the egg. What's come first in sucktitude? Is it the coach, Nathaniel Hackett, or is the quarterback, Russell Wilson? What's wild, I was looking, Stone, at the dead cap money for Russell Wilson this year and next year. This year, his dead cap money is $107 million. <laughs> and next year, it's $85 million. I mean, holy sweet yeah. God. I mean, it's got to come from somewhere, right? When you tell a guy that you're going to give him $245 million, the cap's going to happen, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after that. It's just not going to stop until you can figure out how to get rid of 245 Let's Let's just, Jeanette, live in a vacuum for a second here, okay? okay? I am going to, I'm just going to take a deep dive into the recesses of your brain, and I want you to consider this, again, just, just in a vacuum. If you, if I, and you had no knowledge of anything, that you have a head coach, who has come in, and it's his first head coaching job, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have a former MVP, former Super Bowl winning quarterback who has come into the situation to play under the head coach. If things started to go south, where would you mind wander to about whose fault it is? Probably the coach, because he makes the biggest decisions. Correct. And he's the one who hasn't been there, done that before he's the one who's also had failed endeavors previously in his coaching career as an offensive coordinator uh and so nathaniel hackett you could argue got very fortunate that he suddenly got linked up with aaron Rodgers, that raised his profile and he was never really prepared for this head coaching job and i also stone look to what the dolphins have been able to do with Tua, where so many were ready to throw him into the football dumpster. And Mike McDaniel comes in, and Mike McDaniel, someone who is smart, someone who gets it, someone who understands, someone who knows how to scheme, he has put Tua in the best positions possible, and the quarterback has rewarded him to the tune of an MVP candidacy. You can scheme your way to success. You can game plan and maximize your way to success. Are you guys following the Russell Wilson bathroom-o-meter? <laughs> there is somebody because Russell Wilson has twelve bathrooms in his mansion. Twelve, yes. So there's this legit graphic, and I'm showing Ken right now. Okay. Of how many touchdowns? Touchdown to bathroom ratio. The exactly. Russell Wilson bathroom meter, and so Russell Wilson has twelve touchdown. Pa- uh, uh, twelve. No. He has 12 bathrooms, 12 bathrooms, signified by a toilet on this graph, by the way. Uh, And in week 12 of the NFL season, Russell Wilson has eight, count them, eight touchdown passes. So he has more bathrooms than (laughs) touchdown passes right now. What does one do with 12 bathrooms, by the way? I have no idea. I would. I went to a deep conversation about this. I don't even have, like, 12 close friends that I invite to my house (laughs) so they each individually have a bathroom. I love the Jeanette friend bathroom meter, potentially. (laughs) Um, But 12 bathroom stone, I feel like I could do some damage with that. For sure, yeah, I would use a different one every day and I would just <laughs> until I went over 12 but can you can you brought up something about Tua right and how every Mike day, every movement sure Sorry. I mean yeah I would probably, you're, right. you're right I would use them three times a just day I, yeah I would rotate like but, in the same spot yeah, for sure. Like do one and then pause yeah, yeah. and then no, 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 no. This would be each individual movement. This wouldn't be uh, like. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we we're sitting in a credit union talking about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we all were able to come to terms with the fact that that conversation just happened. But no, each time, just a, a separate one each time. Sorry, Stone. Back to a, a competent football point. <laughs> so you brought up Tua and Mike McDaniel, right? And how that's worked out better than Russ and Nathaniel Hackett. Well, there's a difference between corniness and, like, still being corny and weird and authentic. Like, 
Tua's teammates know that he's a little weird, but they embrace him with open arms because that's, that's just, him. That's him, right? Like yeah. you can easily adopt that. When it's not hard to tell how corny and weird Russ is, well, it rubs you the wrong way and it's for all the wrong reasons. So there's the difference between the two. You can be adopted and embraced if you're weird, just if you're you. Russ is not himself. Now, the NFL Network also reporting that there's a chance that Nathaniel Hackett does not make it until the end of the season, that he departs before the end of the year. And straight out bad, straight out bad, bad football team, football coach. And so he's got a four-year contract. He has a four-year contract, a four-year deal with the Broncos. So I just look at this. And I'm telling you, Stone, I'm going to take that four-year contract for Nathaniel Hackett because I am always going to put this on the coach over the Hall of Fame quarterback, and I understand that he's cheesy and he's corny and that Russ, everybody likes to giggle at him and laugh at him, and it's bad times all the way around. But I'm going to shred that contract in Nathaniel Hackett. Shred it for me. There it is. That four-year deal, shred it. Sorry, Coach Hackett. You're unemployed. Another thing, too. I, um, I, I think that while he's inauthentic, I like to think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, Jeanette, but he is, uh, Russell Wilson, a decent person. He's trying. I, I don't think there's, there's a bad bone in his body. I just think he's super weird, and he loves himself. I think that's pretty clear. He is acting the way he perceives cool. Yeah. The way he thinks cool is is what he's trying to be. Now, I want, failing miserably. So this is a screenshot I took on Twitter, Jeanette, and I'm going to explain it. Um, uh, there was a – on Twitter this morning, there was uh, a tweet with a graphic. The Russell Wilson Broncos offense, historically awful. This is how bad it is. And so the graphic reads, historically bad. Broncos offense this season. Points per game, 14.3 points per game. The worst of the Broncos since 1966. 14 offensive touchdowns. Worst since 1971 for the Broncos. Passing touchdowns, eight. Worse since 1990 for the Broncos. So, Russell Wilson, historically bad. But then right under it, a Russell Wilson tweet. What did he do? What did he spend his day doing yesterday? Visiting patients at a hospital. Like, that is, this is where my struggle comes, is that it's easy to make fun of him. And he's really corny. And he seems inauthentic. And apparently he's losing his locker room. But, Stone, he's also just visiting hospitals randomly like hanging out making people's day like how do how do i how am i supposed to consume that and uh, and make fun of russell wilson relentlessly like we've been doing you just got to give props to his pr team right they're like hey russ you're taking oh, a, you're, 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 you're taking a lot of slack Stone went there you did you're taking a lot of slack on the social media platforms and everything right now they can't say anything to you russ if you show up and help out sick kids right so that's a, just a, a Clap, kudos, golf clap to the PR team. They're getting it done for us, saving his butt a little bit. That, to to me, is so (laughs) sad, Stone, what you just did. You don't believe in humanity. You don't believe that out of the goodness of his, his cheesy heart, Russell Wilson would show up to that hospital to make people happy. I actually think, Jeanette, that that's something that he would do. Like, he'd wake up and he'd just say, hey, Sierra, let's uh, let's go to the hospital and let's, uh, let's go chat with some people. Like, I feel like that's something he would do. I'm actually with Stone on this. Uh, I absolutely believe that everybody is watching the tank of Sir Wilson here (laughs) and his PR team, like Stone said. Is like we got to come up with something positive. You're still that good guy that you portray yourself to be. Let's prove it. Maybe if his teammates joined him 
right, and went to some of these hospitals. But apparently he's lost them. Wife. They don't want to go to the hospital with him. Exactly. So I would <laughs> kind of hold off less if KJ Hamlet was in there, you know, in the hospital with him or Jerry Judy or some of his offensive linemen. But no, instead we're watching defensive linemen jog off the field because their team's scoring three points in the fourth quarter and absolutely yelling at the top of his lungs at Russ. Like, get it together. I actually together. felt bad for Russ there, too. So bad. Like, Russ getting so bad. yelled at by Purcell on Sunday. Like, Russ looked shocked. Looked kind of scared, frightened at being yelled at by a big 300-pound man. I don't know. I just have a hard I don't t- feel bad for him for that. Like, you'd not saying that he deserves it, but that's what warranted. I just feel like with Russell Wilson, because it's so easy to bag on him, because he's such a dork, right, that we are sort of reveling in his poor play because it's so easy for us to say, <laughs> he did a TikTok where he said he loves flying. Like, I don't... And then it's easy for us to say, oh, well, Russ is washed. Russ is done. Russ's career is over. Worst trade in Broncos history. Gave up all that ammunition to send it to Seattle. When in reality, like, shouldn't the coach be able to salvage some of this at any point? I mean, Stone, you've played the game. You've played the sport. You've seen some guys who weren't the most talented get maximized because their coaching staff is fantastic. Nathaniel Hackett, to me, hasn't shown from on-field to clock management to strategy. He hasn't shown me a single thing this year he's been more of a problem than Russell Wilson can you know that I'm typically the one to go to bat for mediocrity the one to go to bat for players first right over coaches but but limited daily but time and time again (laughs) I hate that time and time again (laughs) I have told you that when it comes to a coach quarterback relationship an offensive coordinator quarterback relationship a lot of the times, and you see it more at the college level than you do the pros, and vice versa because the pros are allowed to check at the line of scrimmage, kind of change from run to a pass, pass to a run, that the game is on your quarterback's shoulders at times. Like, yeah, you can call on the play. It might not be the best play, but it's up to your quarterback on third and three to make the correct adjustment, to read the correct defense. Like, at some point, the higher percentage falls on Russ Wilson than it does Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett has done his research. He's schemed up this defense. He's calling okay plays are okay enough to get you the first down. At that point, it's up to Russ to get outside the pocket with his legs like we see Josh Allen do, like we see these guys, Patty Mahomes. We saw Tua with that inadvertent touchdown pass where he's just kind of moving left and right outside the pocket. We haven't seen Russ do that. I think this falls on his shoulders, to be completely honest with you. I don't feel bad. It's his fault. So uh, regardless of all of that and the Nathaniel Hackett apologist, Stone Lebanowitz, <laughs> I am taking Coach Hackett's contract, and I'm shredding it here at I Think Financial. <laughs> Thank you. Which coach or pro athlete's contract would you shred right now like I just did that four-year deal for Coach Hackett? Which coach or pro athlete's contract would you shred right now? Just put it in there, stick it in the shredder, and cut that thing into ribbons. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And Stone, I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, Jeanette and I. Would like to announce that it took 12 minutes, and it occurred right after. It occurred right after we had the conversation about what would one do with 12 bathrooms in their home, like Russell Wilson has. And I said that I would choose a bathroom um, uh, for each consecutive ball movement. Okay, and maybe On that was separate bad. occasions. And separate though. occasions, yes. right, right, right. Not not in the midst of, of exactly. the same one, right, right. So very normal behavior. Um, but uh, maybe it wasn't the best judgment on my part. But right after that, 
Um, we're in the lobby area of I Think Financial. We are separated from the, the banking area of I Think Financial. And someone from I Think Financial came and closed the door uh, between <laughs> oh, the lobby my goodness. and the banking area. So... <laughs> Message sent. <laughs> Message sent. 12 minutes. Message sent. Thought, it took us 12 minutes. And you know, I went in I'm and I sorry, apologized I beforehand. I know. You did give a preemptive apology for I what was, was like, coming. Listen, I accidentally get loud. Uh, in full transparency, Stone was telling me to raise my mic up because I was purposely being quiet. But never mind. No, no. I mean, the message has been sent, and we'd like to formally apologize to all the fine folks that I think because they're a fantastic partner, and fantastic. it is where you should uh, you should get all of your credit union needs serviced. But um, I don't Twelve think. Minutes. Yeah, I don't think they were ready for the Ken Levick and Jeanette Javier visit on site. The Tom Brady minute closed. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady minute done deal. So the door has been closed, and the barrier has been set up between so us. So now we can be louder. Now we can be loud, and now we can just do normal things. Uh, but again. I think financial, 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue in Delray. That's where we're hanging out. If you don't like your bank, and there's a lot of reasons not to like your bank, you really need to try I Think Financial, ithinkfi.org. And I promise there are so many locations in Palm Beach County that you can go to where you can avoid, you can avoid myself and Jeanette doing a radio show and talking about 12 bathrooms in a home, okay? So check out I Think Financial, ithinkfi.org. And we are today at 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue in Delray. All right, Jeanette. We're going to get out the old shredder for you. Contract time. Coach, pro athlete, what contract you shredding up? So this one, and this is something I've done where I'll pick up the pieces from after shredding and I'll burn it. Oh, boy, that is a quite Depending the next on what step. I'm shredding, sometimes What are you using, like a garbage can, or are you just doing it in a little wastebasket in your home, or how are you garbage doing can. it? Garbage can. Garbage can? I do it in a garbage okay. can. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Deshaun Watson. Ah, that's a good one. A man. Yeah. Not a man, just a human that we're going to see play. Subhuman. For the, yes, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. He is playing for the first time probably this Sunday. Yep, yep. And I have never wanted anybody to To just, fail. Exactly. Yeah. More than that guy right there. Yeah. Five years, $230 million. Biggest contract in NFL history by a wide margin. The biggest scandal probably. Well, uh, I mean, he's upwards of 30 accusers. Yep. Exactly. That is one contract I would be more than happy to throw in that shredder. Yep. Pick up the pieces of the paper. And then burn it. Burn it five times. Like, burn the ashes if I can. <laughs> Absolutely. That's um, my answer. So let's, um, uh, let's stone, stone, let's take that, that big, heavy, big money contract, and let's put that in the shredder if we could, please. And I get the sense that Jeanette's not the only one that wants to put Deshaun Watson's contract in a shredder. He shouldn't be on that field, period. Yeah, I agree. I tell you what, it's going to be really hard for you, Jeanette, when this guy hits the ground running. And I'm not going to say that he is, and but he might against a really bad Texans team this Sunday. And we've touted this guy as a top-five quarterback, and now he's in a league with a bunch of other good quarterbacks. I worry that he's going to perform really well with six games left in the season. For sure, my roommate and I had that discussion. Yeah, he's yesterday. definitely going to ball out. I think he, at least Sunday. We're not, and we came to the agreement that that game is not going to be on the TV yeah. while I live in the house for that reason. because yeah. I'm not. I'm going to probably react negatively well, to that whole scenario. It goes back to when uh, the NFL revised the initial punishment from four games and then decided to be the chivalrous uh, knights in shining armor and extend it to 11, even though by extending it, 
uh, they've just muddied the waters of player conduct punishment um, after the independent arbiter tried to hit the reset button and actually correct everything with the NFL. But the NFL had to make a statement, and that statement was to make sure that he came back against his former team so that it could raise the television ratings. Like, it's, it's, everything about it is disgusting, but Stone, I'm with you. And Stone, I, I'm, I don't think I'm misreading you here. You're not rooting for the success of Deshaun Watson, but you are realistic about the fact that he's probably going to go off against the, that miserable Texans team. 100%. And I know what kind of talent this guy possesses, right? I, I said a second ago that he has top five talent, right? That's no secret. Like, we saw what he was able to do to the, a Houston, Texas organization that was down in the dumps, similar to what we've seen Josh Allen do to the Buffalo Bills. Like, he has that pos- power. He possesses the ability to turn an entire organization around. It's no secret. So, at the end of the day, yeah, we can all fight it. But at some point, we're going to have to give this guy his flowers as far as what he does on the field. And it's going to be tough to do. And I'm not saying that I want to do it. But from an X's and O's standpoint, he might shut us all up. How? Oh, no. Well, you see, the shutting up part doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah. It's from the off-the-field stuff, <laughs> yeah. not on the field. Right. That's the thing. No one's saying, oh, Deshaun Watson sucks. Sure. Deshaun Watson's a bad football player. No, Deshaun Watson's a bad person. There's bad a human. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah, there's a there's a difference with that. I don't think the, the better he plays, I actually think the louder people are going to get. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's going to work against him. So I hope he enjoys his success. But I if, hope everything works against and him. I, I think it will work against him because he's riding heavy on this Jesus Christ thing. Like his touchdown celebration is pointing to the sky and doing the no. whole prayer thing. And like I, I think I think this. Oh boy! Speaking of that, in the same neighborhood, we're going to talk Hugh Freeze in a little bit. Yeah, too. <laughs> we definitely are. But you know, Twitter. <laughs> you know, Twitter's full. It's a cesspool, as you call it. And I love when you say that. And I think mm-hmm. when this guy does score a touchdown, let's say it's a 34-yard rushing touchdown or a nice bomb on a fade route like he's going to get down on he's going to point up to god and that's Praise what god, baby. twitter is going to do two days ago he went out on instagram and he put out a bible verse and he had to turn off the comments at one point because people were just like how are you a man of god and you've done just this and that. Him. so yeah. we're going to find ways to come at this guy and attack him but like i said three times now his play is going to speak for itself on the field I agree. I agree. I am curious, though, if things don't go well initially for Deshaun Watson, what does that do? And let's not forget, he hasn't played in two and a half years. We have not seen him play in two and a half seasons. So I'm just curious what he's going to be and then what the backlash, how loud that's going to be in Houston. Uh, So Deshaun Watson's contract into the shredder. Jeanette says 236 mil right into that shredder. Which coach pro athlete contract which coach or pro athlete contract would you shred right now? I'm going Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Watson's contract's been shredded by Jeanette. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. Mike G tweets in. Jimbo Fisher, shred that contract. Mario Cristobal. Shred that contract as well. Already? Stone? One season? Uh, Stone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you be the arbiter of the Mario Cristobal contract right now. Yesterday was a big day for the brand. So they took a five-star recruit from the University of Michigan yesterday. From Michigan. Good team, wow. Go to the playoffs. A team wow. that is number two right there, a lock to go to the playoffs. One of the biggest recruits of their class. What does Mario do? He makes them flip on a random Tuesday in November. Yeah. This yeah. is what he does best, man. This is a big sigh of relief for, for us Canes, guys. It's like, let him hit the trail. Hold up. Let him cook right now. Mario's got us, and I think what he's going to do in the offseason – 
It's going to pay dividends eventually, so we're not trying that contract. No way. I was just going to say, the paper, I'm holding the paper, two no way. hands on each side over the shredder. <laughs> Stone, you say, do not. I say deny. I say we're not shredding. <laughs> we're not shredding that contract. We got to give them just a okay, little I'm bit of time. Glad we're in family feud. Um, uh, Best game show of all time. <laughs> it, well, that's quite a claim. I, I <laughs> I'm with her. It. I'm with her. Wait, that just with made it. me do a double. Wait, you? I mean, Stone just didn't even hesitate and just jumped on board with that. Yeah. I will watch Family Feud. There is a time from 6 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. Are you 72 years old? <laughs> do you eat like a, a, a mixed nut no, tin? That's, that's one of my favorite snacks. <laughs> it's the macros, actually. That's Wheel of Fortune for the 72 year old. That, that is Wheel of Fortune snack time. You're right. That's the mixed but nut. I would 68. Sorry. Speaking of nuts, get well soon, Kristen Pulisic. Love you. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Many jokes, but we move forward. Uh -huh. So, yes, I will watch Family Feud from 6 to 8 p.m., and I will sit on the couch cracking up at Steve Harvey <laughs> and all the answers. Their Instagram account is one of my favorite follows. Oh, my God. I am talking with a 57-year-old woman right now. I love Family Feud. Wait, so so we're still going to we're going to take your calls. Which coach or pro athlete contractor you're going to shred right now? But also, what is the greatest game show of all time? Because I just got a a declaration from Janetta Javier and Stone. But then a an endorsement, a non-hesitation endorsement from Stone that Family Feud is the all-time greatest game show. When I, I mean, I like Family Feud, but there's no way that Wheel of Fortune is not the greatest game show ever created. All of the colors on the wheel and spin. I used to, I had a Lazy you Susan sound like in my. You're a five year old. I you're had, 72, you're five. I had a Lazy Susan in my, in my, my home growing up just outside of Chicago. And Lazy Susan is like a little cabinet that you put a bunch of like dishes and stuff and it spins around. Um, I don't think a lot of kitchens have them anymore. But we also would have plates in there with these like straw, um, uh, like, like holders that they would put them in. I'd spin it. Pretend it's Wheel of Fortune. I learned how to read off of Wheel of Fortune. I learned the alphabet off of Wheel of Fortune. How can you not love R-S-T-L-N-E? Those are the letters that you get in the final round of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you take the card in Wheel, W-H-E-E-L. Which one are you going to pick? Is it $25,000? Is it a new car? Pat, Vanna. How do you not love Wheel of Fortune? How is that not the greatest game show of all time? It's a I think v Vanna White has the greatest job of all time. She has the greatest genetics of all time. What up, girl? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this is a tough conversation, and I think if you pulled it, it'd be all over the place. Yeah, I'd go Family Feud, and right behind it, I'd go Cash Cab. Everyone's got a different cash answer. Cash Cab? But I, I would think... fail miserably. If I got in the Cash <laughs> Cab, I'd be like, I got to go. Next one. <laughs> but that was the one of the shows that I also watch religiously, and I still watch Family Feud to this day on a weekly basis, so I can't you go guys, against those there two. You go. Driving me crazy. Family Feud, the greatest game show of all time, and then Stone just dropped a Cash Cab on us. <laughs> Which coach or pro athlete contract would you shred right now, and what is the greatest game show of all time. Quick recap here on Ken Levick Alive. They've already closed the door to separate us and our sound from the lobby of I Think Financial in Delray from the actual banking area of I Think minutes. Financial. It took 12 minutes for that to take place. Uh, I have shredded Nathaniel Hackett's contract, the head coach of the Broncos. Jeanette has shredded the contract of Deshaun Watson before he makes his debut for the first time in two years. And uh, we also have Jeanette and Stone claiming that 
Family Feud is the greatest game show of all time when it's clearly Wheel of Fortune. Which coach or pro athlete contract would you shred right now into thousands of pieces? And what is the greatest game show of all time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. We are at I Think Financial 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue in Delray. I Think Financial... Uh, It's not just the fact that they are the single best banking alternative, but they help the community in so many ways, and they need your help. Donate today and support the I Think Community Foundation, the I Think Community Foundation's mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts jingle bells at the branches where children in need can come and enjoy activities, holiday treats, and a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. I think you can guess who that is. Donate at I Think fi.org slash foundation or show support by purchasing a Jingle Bells icon at your nearest branch. Visit ithinkfi.org slash locations. Find your branch or call 800-873-5100. That's I Think Financial. ithinkfi.org slash foundation and be a part of their community holiday outreach. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. One of the great things about radio field tripping with Jeanette is that on every single commercial break we take, the discussion leads to something else that needs to be discussed on the air. Jeanette is just a cornucopia of stuff. It's glorious. Ken LaVica Live. On Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3, we're shredding away. I think financial in October allowed you a 40 do the chance to bring your financial documents out to their branch locations and get them shredded up. Get them shredded up. That's why I think financial is shredded. I don't see a bank doing that. I think financial does it. And since we're at I think financial in Delray today, in honor of shred days, we're shredding contracts. Which coach or pro athlete contract would you shred right now? For me, Nathaniel Hackett, right to the shredder. Right in that shredder. Ribbons of paper. No longer Nathaniel Hackett. Ah, feels good. And then Jeanette, she has shredded a contract that I think people will be lined up to shred, and that is Deshaun Watson, who is going to make his debut for the Browns on Sunday against the Texans. Uh, Stone, what? Um, before we, we also get into this this game show nonsense that you guys have wrought upon the show, uh, which which coach or pro athlete contract are you putting in our, our Ken Levick Alive shredder? This one's not hard at all, Ken. I'll make it quick. It's Russ Wilson's. It's going down as the worst NFL contract in history. It's no secret to anybody right now. I mean, we can't hide from it, right? They're 3-8. and eight. They've lost seven of their last eight games. Losses coming to teams like Vegas, Carolina, the Colts without Jeff Saturday. I mean, it just gets worse and worse for these guys. There was a stat that I heard on Greeny this morning that they've scored 14 touchdowns in their last 128 drives which is just is that good? hard to fathom how that is even possible <laughs> and how they'd be 9-2 and two if they scored 18 points minimum on the season. So, yeah, this is all Russ's fault, right? you got to put the ball in the end zone. He's been, in, he's been put in good enough position to do so. It will go down, like I said, as the worst contract in NFL history. So I'm shredding Russ's along with every single Denver Broncos fan who's lined up more so than Deshaun Watson, I think. 
I, I do want to throw a curveball in the proceedings here. Jeanette, I want you to hear Chris Canty from Get Up This Morning on ESPN. Yesterday, we spent a lot of time, a, a lot of time uh, with, uh, with talking about Aaron Rodgers. And you know that Stone loves Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that's that is his guy. And Stone, I'm gonna I'm gonna refine this uh for you because Chris Canty was was on ESPN this morning and presented something that I actually had not yet thought about when it comes to when it when it comes to why Aaron Rodgers is so adamant on continuing and we were discussing yesterday how that championship window from the Packers has closed. It is completely closed. And so what's the point of playing through injury if if you're Aaron Rodgers? Why just why do you think that Aaron Rodgers would be so adamant about playing right now? If he has an oblique injury, he has a broken thumb, his team is 4 and 8, why would you think that he would play? As far as his motives, wow, it's a good one. I think he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy. If I had to give a short answer, that would be my reason. I think that he knows what he's done in the grand scheme of things, how he's going to go down as one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. And if he goes on this path where Jordan Love gets to start, this is something that everybody's going to remember, and he doesn't want that per se. So he needs to be on the field to prevent that said narrative. All right, so Stone, I have I have uh, gifted you Chris Canty from Get Up today on ESPN, and I'm going to give a little a little bit of a tease here. What if I were to tell you, Jeanette, that Aaron Rodgers wants to play through bad injuries and pain, not because he's trying to be a warrior or he's trying to set a tone in the locker room with his 4-8 and eight Packers and how they've fallen out of the NFC playoff picture and nobody's going to catch the Vikings in the NFC North. What if I told you that Aaron Rodgers simply wants to play so that he can cut the knees out of Jordan Love's attempt to get his NFL career started as the Packers quarterback? I hope the Packers find a way to get him out. That is so petty and unnecessary and selfish and nothing positive about that guy. Well, let's hear Chris Canty and his theory about Aaron Rodgers and why he's adamantly trying to play through injury. Jordan Love, and if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, then you probably have to move off of Jordan Love. You're not going to let that guy go into a contract year in 2023 and then walk. You're not going to get anything for the first-round draft pick you made in 2020. Mm. That makes no sense from an organizational standpoint. But guys, make no mistake about why Aaron Rodgers wants to be out there and play. He doesn't want to give Jordan Love any oxygen. And I know it's crazy to say this about a two-time MVP, but think about how Aaron Rodgers got this job. Back in 2007, when I played for the Dallas Cowboys, we knocked Brett Favre out of the game late in the season. Aaron Rodgers came in down 17. That was a seven-point ball game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. At that point, we knew that Aaron Rodgers could play. Guess what the Green Bay Packers did that offseason? They shipped shipped Brett Favre off, and Aaron Rodgers became the starting quarterback. How you get it is how you lose it, and Aaron Rodgers is well aware of that, and he doesn't want to give Jordan Love that opportunity. Chris on the money on this. And so, Stone, I want you to react to that. A guy who loves Aaron Rodgers, a guy who Aaron Rodgers, the only way that he finally started his career with the Packers is when 
Brett Favre got knocked out against the Cowboys, and now here's Aaron Rodgers, who has said, oh, yeah, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, great kid, great kid, great kid. Year 18 Aaron Rodgers, who has struggled this year, who uh, can't keep his foot out of his mouth, who has a 4-8 and football team, and now, according to Chris Canty, he wants to play because he wants to throw a wrench in the works and not let Jordan Love have his opportunity and start the Packers' evaluation process. How do you, Stone Lebanowitz, man of positivity, man of the people, feel about your boy Aaron Rodgers and that claim? So a few things here. One, that is an armchair quarterback lazy take because it's the first one you see Joe Schmo reply to on a Twitter thread. Like, it's not that hard to find that take if you're Chris Canty. It's what he continuously does time and time again. Two, Lions don't care about the opinions of sheep because when Brett Favre oh, was playing, God. Aaron oh my God. No, Rod- you just did not drop that line. Listen, sir. when Brett Favre was the quarterback oh of that God. team, I think everybody in that building knew that Aaron Rodgers had game, knew that it was just a matter of time, and I know for a fact that people were not surprised when Aaron Rodgers stepped up in that game and ended up taking that role. That's not the same vibe with Jordan Love right now. Like, nobody in the building thinks this kid's ready to go or else he would be on the field most likely right now. So there's a difference, I think, with Jordan Love, the backup now, and Aaron Rodgers, the backup then, sitting behind Brett Favre. We knew Aaron Rodgers was a Hall of Fame caliber guy during practice. I'm sure of it. He showed the Packers time and time again. Oh, Stone. Woo! His opinion went south when he pulled that, oh, a line doesn't care about the opinion right. of sheep line. You like get that one? Get out of here. You like that? And, I thought and, I dropped Stone, a nice you one just there. Are going to get a tattooed now? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Along with every other <laughs> person probably. Right next to Psalm. Instagram post, and it's going to have the lion with like the blood off of its teeth. Oh, like yeah. it's going to lion eyes right up, yeah. with right the quote ab- in it. <laughs> right above my Psalms 214. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the... the <sighs> You, I cannot believe you just said, oh, Jordan Love, he might already be playing if they thought that he was anything. You could say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers back in 2005 or 2004 uh, with that because uh, Brett Favre was playing over Aaron Rodgers. They clearly held him at that time, the same as team they hold Jordan Love right now. They didn't know. They didn't know anything. They didn't see him play. They had no idea, man. Like you're, you're, What you're doing is you're just playing the results, and Aaron Rodgers ended up being absolutely amazing and a Hall of Fame quarterback. But I tend to, just sort of from a distance, observing what I've observed about Aaron Rodgers, I sort of agree with Chris Canty, Jeanette. I sort of feel like he is desperate to play because he doesn't want Jordan Love to actually get a chance. He doesn't want to be in a Brett Favre position where maybe just maybe it's time to look for another football home. I could throw Aaron Rodgers' contract into Shredder, too. Well, and that's see, and that is the question. Should the Packers... <laughs> Should the Packers just throw that Aaron Rodgers contract in the shredder? 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I dare one of 18 you. 18 seasons. Should Aaron Rodgers' contract go in the shredder? I think so. Name me he's three positive things right now about Aaron Rodgers with the Packers organization. Well, he... Um, What's he has- the reason for the Packers to keep Rodgers right now? He hasn't won a Super Bowl in 12 years. Mm-hmm. He doesn't win home playoff games. No, nobody likes him. And now his team's 4-8. and eight. Listen, I... No, nobody I, likes him. I see this yeah. argument... So and you often. don't see him in hospitals taking yeah. care of kids. I saw, well, yeah, he's been there, done that. He's been around the league for a long time. He doesn't need to. Such a know, humble man. A lion doesn't he's already hit his you. hospital visit quota. <laughs> yeah. He low-key has. But here, I see this argument oh all gosh, the time dude. in college football. Whenever you see a fifth-year quarterback come in, when someone's a senior and they're not putting up the numbers that this fan base expected, right? It's time to go to the freshman. Let's see what the freshman's got. Well, 
Here are some news, people. The freshmen would be playing on the field if the coaches thought he was ready. They're the ones who spend each and every day watching him in practice, breaking down his tape, and determining if he's capable and ready to win games on Sundays and Saturdays in this instance. Jordan Love would be on the field if he was ready. The staff knew that Aaron Rodgers was no. ready when it was time to throw him in the game for Brett Favre. Why, why, would, why would the staff have just thrown uh, Jordan Love in front of Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers uh, was producing MVP seasons and getting the Packers into the playoffs? That doesn't make any sense. Jordan Love was brought in to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't brought in to challenge for the job. There's a difference. The scenario you're describing is when a rookie comes in and immediately is allowed to challenge for the job, i.e. a Zach Wilson, i.e. a two tongue of Iloa, i.e. a Joe Burrow. That was not the situation Jordan Love was drafted into. You put these guys on the field because you need a spark. You're trying to find lightning in a bottle, and you're trying to get your fans and your sideline excited. And I don't think well, Jordan maybe it's loves, time. I don't think Jordan Love's the guy to get everybody excited on the sideline. They know what kind of quarterback they have in Aaron Rodgers. We saw what he did specifically in this Philadelphia Eagles game. A kind Eagles of quarterback game. who just hasn't performed at yeah. all. Sure. And I also think the Packers feel held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. And I wouldn't necessarily... 100%. Dis- I wouldn't necessarily... You know, he retaliates. You know, he's petty. Right. You know He's going to go on Pat McAfee's podcast and yeah. say something. Yeah, he'll go to Pat McAfee. McAfee. Uh, uh, close what, enough. What is it? <laughs> it's Pat like McAfee. The, <laughs> oh. It's Pat McAfee. It's, it's like the virus, antivirus software, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, same thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but you, you understand that they feel held hostage because as soon as Aaron Rodgers gets told, oh, no, 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 I need you to step aside for Jordan Love, Jeanette is right. He's going to run to Pat McAfee and he's going he's gonna to drop all of these petty comments. Or and... some podcast that only Stone knows because he follows it on right, Twitter. Right, right, right. There's it's Aaron Rodgers, of dead dog oh, podcast. Oh, what, what a crime that is for me to listen for some good inside information on some of these professional athletes we spend every single day talking about. What a crime. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Aaron Rodgers is a crime going around to all these podcasts nobody cares about, but those are his only outlets because Pat, these smaller outlets are the only ones who will listen to him. Pat McCuffey has one of the most popular <laughs> podcasts in <laughs> all of the McCuffey. land. He said McCuffey first. He does I more numbers. So he does. He has more eyes. He does more numbers than any other podcast right, that yes. you see. I'm, I agree with you, Stone. Pat McAfee is Minus a big Tom platform. Brady. Joe Rogan is a big platform. Nobody like listens I, to the Let's Go podcast with old man, whatever his name is, and Tom Brady. There's a fact for you right there. It's not even on the Joe, Gray. You, you leave <laughs> Evan man. Cohen and I on our island by ourselves yeah. listening to this podcast, okay? <laughs> Let them have Let's Go. Absolutely. Okay? Let them have Let's Go. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, again, we are we are shredding contracts. Which coach, pro athlete contract would you shred right now? 888 7-6-8-8-7-6-0-3-7-7-6. Also, Jeanette has put out a poll. Jeanette has put out a poll. What is the greatest game show of all time? Your options are Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, or Other. Now, Jeopardy included is it's appropriate since we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and he wanted to be the full-time host of Jeopardy, which has not happened. Um, Blossom instead got that job, and then former Jeopardy champion uh, Ken Jennings. Uh, Stone, how much Jeopardy do you catch on a regular basis? Uh, quite frequently if I'm spending time with my grandmother. But, you know, to Jeanette's point that nobody likes Aaron Rodgers, yeah, the, let's put the guy that nobody likes on one of the most historic and most popular game shows of all time, right? Let's put the guy who well, we all hate. That was everybody's attempt to try and like him, and it failed. You realize, too, all that began, or he had that opportunity before he was, quote-unquote, immunized, right? You understand that uh, all of that 
took place before we saw Deshaun Kaiser on a podcast a couple of days ago uh, tell the story of how Aaron Rodgers, when he met him, said, hey, what do you, uh, what do you think of 9-11? You think 9-11 was an inside job? That's right. Aaron Rodgers is a 9-11 truther. <laughs> yeah, let's also uh, let's talk He's about such a great guy. Let's, let's say that no, nobody hates the guy that we put on TNT with Charles Barkley and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson because, yeah, we all hate him. We don't care what he has to say or we don't care what he does outside of the football field. No, I think we do. That's why we all tune into the match. Who? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm so confused. Who? I'm talking about oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the guy we all put hate. That Let's... cast of characters to make a- yeah. everyone like Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Aaron, nobody would have watched by, the match by himself. Oh. It was like Aaron Rodgers and us three. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers became unpalatable uh, for Jeopardy once, like last year happened. I'm not saying I'm judging the guy as like a human. You judge uh, him as a human every single day that well, we just speak because on he's him. not my cup of tea as a human doesn't mean that he's a bad human. I think his brain is a bit diseased, but other than that, like he's fully functional and he's a great quarterback. You and I are on the same page in terms of quarterback discussion with Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is that at some point after 18 years of football and your body's starting to break down, maybe just maybe it's time for the kid to have a chance. He was a back-to-back MVP two seasons ago. In last season, he won the most <laughs> valuable player award in the entire National Football League. He's it's having a down uh, season. He's got no weapons offensively. But we whose fault are, is that? We, that? That's Aaron Rodgers' fault. He did that to himself. You just tried to bail Russell Wilson out by saying Nathaniel Hackett couldn't do it. Really? Really? Nathaniel Hackett is the one who takes the blame for a garbage Russell Wilson. But we don't say anything about Matt LaFleur, right? It's all Aaron Rodgers' fault. We're just going to pick and choose how we... We said this guy's body's degrading. You're talking about the guy but, who won MVP last season? But there's a body of work for Aaron Rodgers succeeding under Matt LaFleur. And it's not as big of a sample size as you would hope. He hasn't been there for all that long. So I understand you're trying to go after Nathaniel Hackett, and I understand you're trying to put them two up against each other. These but, guys but it's na- been, But, yeah, Jeanette, it's been, for with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, it's been <laughs> two years, two MVPs, two playoff appearances, a one seed, uh, two one seeds, in fact, uh, in the NFC, and then two home playoff losses. Like, that's a pretty good, it's, it, it's not a you long time, off. but it's a lot of sample size, Stone. It's, yeah. a, long, it's a bigger list than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Or, or Russell, yeah, you would argue that Aaron Rodgers was the one that brought Matt LaFleur there, and you kind of tried to do it yesterday saying, are we sure that Matt LaFleur is a good coach, or is it not Aaron Rodgers kind of backpacking him all the way here? The I have a problem with <laughs> the, I did the, do that. I have a problem with like the playoff losses. Like, we're trying to diminish a guy who gets to continuous NFC Championship games, like one game away from the big game. It's not easy to win a ball game straight up in Week 10 in the NFL, but he gets to the NFC Championship, is playing in snow, and loses to a really good San Francisco team, and we hang him on his right. playoff loss. For the record, that was he didn't go to an NFC Championship game last or year. The game I right, just want to make sure. Or the, the big divisional round against a really good San there. Francisco Niners yeah. team. There. I just want to make Posting. sure that we're on the same For page. For sure. Uh, Chris tweets before we get to break uh, this season even hurt Aaron Rodgers gives the Packers a better chance to win if he can play the team will have him play this offseason the Packers can and will make decisions on the future but but if you're four and eight if you're four and eight and you have hurtled out of the NFC North picture. You are right now, if the playoffs started today, going golfing or going to Cabo um, based on the, the NFC playoff standings. You have not really gotten appreciably better with that offense. You have one quality win this year, and that is against the Cowboys. Why wouldn't you go to Jordan Love to help that process of evaluating in the offseason? What are they going to evaluate? Are they going to evaluate offseason workouts? You need Jordan Love on film. And if this is a lost season, this is the time to play him. Then you make the declaration of what to do moving forward with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. 
That's the that's that's the only point I'm making. Here. And, and I don't hate it. And I think most likely we're going to end up seeing it if his oblique is actually as hurt as he's saying it is. He says it's not. He says that the rib scan went well and he's going to play Sunday against the Bears. And I'm excited. I've never been more excited because when he owns the Chicago Bears and he throws for four touchdowns, it's going to be a lot harder to speak on it next week. So I'm really excited for this. Yeah, he'll, they'll, they'll beat the Bears, and then it'll be false hope, and then the Packers will lose four <laughs> straight after that, including getting worked by Tua. <laughs> that is right. Merry de- Christmas, Packers. I, I will pick up the uh, schedule at Hard Rock Stadium with my boy Aaron Rodgers coming to town. We said this yesterday, me and Aaron are a package deal, me and my bestie. Jesus. Ew. <laughs> ew. Ew. Yuck. Uh, all right. Which coach pro athlete contract would you shred right now? And we do need to get back to this game show conversation because I did not realize I did not realize that I am doing this show with a pair of uh, of septuagenarians uh, who watch Family Feud every night. Septuagenarians, by the way, seventy year olds. Okay. Cool. Can I go around the I think financial and ask? I, I wrote it down on a okay. on a piece of paper. Okay. Excuse me. If, if you Can if you, you get kicked poll, out, please? if you get kicked out, then I'll just do this solo. You, you just have to write which be- your favorite game. Stone, this is happening right now. All right, uh, we'll come back here to I think financial in Delray. It is one thousand Northwest Seventeenth Avenue, and Jeanette is going to pull I think financial to get the final decision on what the game show, uh, the greatest game show of all time, is. This has gone south in a hurry. She's Jeanette Hoff. Here, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, and it is underway here at I Think Financial. Uh, we have uh, the employees of I Think Financial and their customers that are filling out a poll that was created by Jeanette with a piece of loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. As we try to determine the best game show of all time, the last customer uh, didn't seem very enthused about what you were asking him to do. I think it's just a shock. Where you come to a bank Uh and a credit union union Uh in a supposedly quiet environment, and here we are, two loud mouths, a Latina and a a guy from Chicago, and... A piece of loose leaf paper. And a piece of loose leaf paper. (laughs) They just want to do their business, Uh. and we're here like, no, you got to answer which show is the most important. Even more reason to come on and see us at I Think Financial in Delray, 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue, so you can put a tally mark. <laughs> I've been doing it for paper. people. Yeah. And they're shocked. literally did it for the, the last man who I think actually thought we were going to accost him. He was extremely uncomfortable. If you're <laughs> uncomfortable with foot and ankle pain or foot and joint pain, boy, do I have a solution for you. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist comes through. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Best game show of all time. Jeanette and Stone say family feud. They watch it. You said nightly, right? 
Jeanette says she yeah, watches nightly. it nightly with her tin of mixed nuts. Uh, let's go to the phones. Nana Crystal in Royal Palm. What's up, Nana Crystal? Hey, Ken. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Blessings for the holidays to everyone. Same to you, Crystal. Same Thank to, you. Same to you. Thank you. Another point for fans. Jeopardy is oh, the man. best game show ever. <laughs> and if Jordan Love could play the quarterback position in any way, form, or fashion, Aaron Rodgers would never have gotten that new contract. You're damn right, Nana Crystal. <laughs> Give it to him. You're just feeding stone right now, Nana no. Crystal. No, she's not. I, she, I, this is her own opinion. I mean, now, it's just but, the but, truth. If the kid <sighs> could play, think about it. If Baker Mayfield could play with Deshaun Watson being Cleveland, mm. no. Mm. So if Jordan Love could play, Aaron would have not gotten that big old contract. They'd have said, we love you, but you can take the Brett Five exit. I also feel like though, the boy, Bay, the, the state of Wisconsin would have would have revolted if a two-time MVP was told, "Hey, sorry, we're going with the kid now." Like that. There's also no sort of because a they didn't PR aspect. They didn't revolt when 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 they uh, drafted Jordan Love. Only person was upset was Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else was cool with. Right, and that's why I think that they think they were held hostage by him. Like they, the fans are still behind him, but the organization, if, even if they want to move away from him, they can't do it. But you're 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 going to feed the stone fire now. You're feeding the stone. If the, the fans were not that upset about Jordan Love, they were not. And if the and if Jordan Love could play, the fans will still be not upset. Nana Crystal, I appreciate the, you. It is good to hear don't from have you. It yet. <laughs> he, he uh, well, they're running out of time. And appreciate the call, Nana Crystal. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I listen. I know Aaron Rodgers. You want to be? I think a lot of people want to believe that he's still good to go, and he's still going to be able to provide some magic. All I know is I've seen this path before. I've seen these injuries start to stack up. We haven't seen injuries like this from Aaron Rodgers in quite some time. And the Packers at some point need to evaluate this dude. And it is petty of him, and I get the competitive nature, but it is petty of him if he feels fearful of allowing Jordan Love any opportunity to start putting something on film this season. We'll come back. We uh, have just had a, uh, a FedEx delivery man who has voted for best game show of all time here in person on site. Mm-hmm. 1000 Northwest Avenue in Delray at I think financial. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen, who also is now running polls about game shows. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. One of the great things about radio field tripping with Jeanette is that on every single commercial break we take, the discussion leads to something else that needs to be discussed on the air. Jeanette is just a cornucopia of stuff. It's glorious. Ken Levick alive on Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. We're shredding away. I think financial in October allowed you afforded you the chance to bring your financial documents out to their branch locations and get them shredded up. Get them shredded up. That's why I think financial is shredded. I don't see a bank doing that. I think financial does it. And since we're at I think financial in Delray today, in honor of shred days, we're shredding contracts. 
Which coach or pro athlete contract would you shred right now? For me, Nathaniel Hackett, right to the shredder. Right in that shredder. Ribbons of paper. No longer Nathaniel Hackett. Ah, feels good. And then Jeanette, she has shredded a contract that I think people will be lined up to shred, and that is Deshaun Watson, who is going to make his debut for the Browns on Sunday against the Texans. Uh, Stone, what? Um, before we, we also get into this this game show nonsense that you guys have wrought upon the show, uh, which which coach or pro athlete contract are you putting in our, our Ken Levick Alive shredder? This one's not hard at all, Ken. I'll make it quick. It's Russ Wilson's. It's going down as the worst NFL contract in history. It's no secret to anybody right now. I mean, we can't hide from it, right? They're 3-8. and eight. They've lost seven of their last eight games. Losses coming to teams like Vegas, Carolina, the Colts without Jeff Saturday. I mean, it just gets worse and worse for these guys. There was a stat that I heard on Greeny this morning that they've scored 14 touchdowns in their last 128 drives which is just is that good? hard to fathom how that is even possible <laughs> and how they'd be 9-2 and two if they scored 18 points minimum on the season. So, yeah, this is all Russ's fault, right? you got to put the ball in the end zone. He's been, in, he's been put in good enough position to do so. It will go down, like I said, as the worst contract in NFL history. So I'm shredding Russ's along with every single Denver Broncos fan who's lined up more so than Deshaun Watson, I think. I, I do want to throw a curveball in the proceedings here. Janet, I want you to hear Chris Canty from Get Up This Morning on ESPN. Yesterday, we spent a lot of time, a, a lot of time uh, with, uh, with talking about Aaron Rodgers. And you know that Stone loves Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that's that is his guy. And Stone, I'm gonna I'm gonna refine this uh for you because Chris Canty was was on ESPN this morning and presented something that I actually had not yet thought about when it comes to when it when it comes to why Aaron Rodgers is so adamant on continuing and we were discussing yesterday how that championship window from the Packers has closed. It is completely closed. And so what's the point of playing through injury if, if you're Aaron Rodgers? Why, just, why do you think that Aaron Rodgers would be so adamant about playing right now? If he has an oblique injury, he has a broken thumb, his team is 4-8, and eight, why would you think that he would play? As far as his motives, wow, it's a good one. I think he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy. If I had to give a short answer, that would be my reason. I think that he knows what he's done in the grand scheme of things, how he's going to go down as one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. And if he goes on this path where Jordan Love gets to start, this is something that everybody's going to remember, and he doesn't want that per se. So he needs to be on the field to prevent that said narrative. All right, so Stone, I have I have uh, gifted you Chris Canty from Get Up today on ESPN, and I'm going to give a little a little bit of a tease here. What if I were to tell you, Jeanette, that Aaron Rodgers wants to play through bad injuries and pain, not because he's trying to be a warrior or he's trying to set a tone in the locker room with his 4-8 and eight Packers and how they've fallen out of the NFC playoff picture and nobody's going to catch the Vikings in the NFC North. What if I told you that Aaron Rodgers simply wants to play so that he can cut the knees out of Jordan Love's attempt to get his NFL career started as the Packers quarterback? 
I hope the Packers find a way to get him out. That is so petty and unnecessary and selfish and nothing positive about that guy. Well, let's hear Chris Canty and his theory about Aaron Rodgers and why he's adamantly trying to play through injury. Jordan Love, and if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, then you probably have to move off of Jordan Love. You're not going to let that guy go into a contract year in 2023 and then walk. You're not going to get anything for the first-round draft pick you made in 2020. Mm. That makes no sense from an organizational standpoint. But guys, make no mistake about why Aaron Rodgers wants to be out there and play. He doesn't want to give Jordan Love any oxygen. And I know it's crazy to say this about a two-time MVP, but think about how Aaron Rodgers got this job. Back in 2007, when I played for the Dallas Cowboys, we knocked Brett Favre out of the game late in the season. Aaron Rodgers came in down 17. That was a seven-point ball game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. At that point, we knew that Aaron Rodgers could play. Guess what the Green Bay Packers did that offseason? They shipped shipped Brett Favre off, and Aaron Rodgers became the starting quarterback. How you get it is how you lose it, and Aaron Rodgers is well aware of that, and he doesn't want to give Jordan Love that opportunity. Chris on the money on this. And so, Stone, I want you to react to that. A guy who loves Aaron Rodgers, a guy who Aaron Rodgers, the only way that he finally started his career with the Packers is when Brett Favre got knocked out against the Cowboys, and now here's Aaron Rodgers who has said, oh, yeah, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, great kid, great kid, great kid. Year 18 Aaron Rodgers, who has struggled this year, who uh, can't keep his foot out of his mouth, who has a 4-8 and eight football team, and now, according to Chris Canty, he wants to play because he wants to throw a wrench in the works and not let Jordan Love have his opportunity and start the Packers evaluation process. How do you, Stone Lebanowitz, man of positivity, man of the people, feel about your boy Aaron Rodgers and that claim? So a few things here. One, that is an armchair quarterback lazy take because it's the first one you see Joe Schmo reply to on a Twitter thread. Like, it's not that hard to find that take if you're Chris Canty. It's what he continuously does time and time again. Two, Lions don't care about the opinions of sheep because when Brett Favre oh, was playing, God. Oh, my Aaron God. No, Rod- you just did not drop that line. Well, listen, when Brett Favre was the quarterback oh of that God. team, I think everybody in that building knew that Aaron Rodgers had game, knew that it was just a matter of time, and I know for a fact that people were not surprised when Aaron Rodgers stepped up in that game and ended up taking the role. That's not the same vibe with Jordan Love right now. Like, nobody in the building thinks this kid's ready to go or else he would be on the field most likely right now. So there's a difference, I think, with Jordan Love, the backup now, and Aaron Rodgers, the backup then, sitting behind Brett Favre. We knew Aaron Rodgers was a Hall of Fame caliber guy during practice. I'm sure of it. He showed the Packers time and time again. Oh, Stone. Woo! His opinion went south when he pulled that, oh, a lion doesn't care about the opinion right. of sheep line. You like get that one? Get out of here. You like that? And, I thought and, I dropped Stone, a nice you one just there. Said, Are you going to get it tattooed now? I will. <laughs> Along with every other <laughs> with, person probably. Next, right next to Psalm. Instagram post, and it's going to have the lion with like the blood <laughs> off of its teeth. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to right, lion eyes right, yeah. with right the quote ab- in it. <laughs> right above my Psalms 214. But the... You, I cannot believe you just said, oh, Jordan Love, he might already be playing if they thought that he was anything. You could say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers back in 2005 or 2004 uh, with that because uh, Brett Favre was playing over Aaron Rodgers. They clearly held him at that time, the same as team they hold Jordan Love right now. They didn't know. They didn't know anything. They didn't see him play. They had no idea, man. Like you're, you're, What you're doing is you're just playing the result, and Aaron Rodgers ended up being absolutely amazing and a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I tend to 
just sort of from a distance, observing what I've observed about Aaron Rodgers, I sort of agree with Chris Canty, Jeanette. I sort of feel like he is desperate to play because he doesn't want Jordan Love to actually get a chance. He doesn't want to be in a Brett Favre position where maybe just maybe it's time to look for another football home. I could throw Aaron Rodgers' contract into Shredder, too. Well, and that's see, and that is the question. Should the Packers... <laughs> Should the Packers just throw that Aaron Rodgers contract in the shredder? 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I dare one of 18 you. seasons. Should Aaron Rodgers' contract go in the shredder? I think so. Name me He's three positive things right now about Aaron Rodgers with the Packers organization. Well, he... Um, he What's has- the reason for the Packers to keep Rodgers right now? He hasn't won a Super Bowl in 12 years. Mm-hmm. He doesn't win home playoff games. No, nobody likes him. And now his team's four and eight. Listen, I nope, nobody I, likes him. I see this yeah. argument so often. And you often. don't see him in hospitals taking yeah. care of kids. I saw, well, yeah, I mean, he's been there, done that. He's been around the league for a long time. Doesn't need to. Such a know, humble man. Lion doesn't. He's already hit his you. hospital visit quota. <laughs> <laughs> he low key has. But here, I see this argument oh gosh, all the time dude. in college football. Whenever you see a fifth year quarterback come in, when someone's a senior and they're not putting up the numbers that this fan base expected, right? It's time to go to the freshman. Let's see what the freshman's got. Well. Here are some news, people. The freshman would be playing on the field if the coaches thought he was ready. They're the ones who spend each and every day watching him in practice, breaking down his tape, and determining if he's capable and ready to win games on Sundays and Saturdays in this instance. Jordan Love would be on the field if he was ready. The staff knew that Aaron Rodgers was no. ready when it was time to throw him in the game for Brett Favre. Why, why, would, why would the staff have just thrown uh, Jordan Love in front of Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers uh, was producing MVP seasons and getting the Packers into the playoffs? That doesn't make any sense. Jordan Love was brought in to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't brought in to challenge for the job. There's a difference. The scenario you're describing is when a rookie comes in and immediately is allowed to challenge for the job, i.e. a Zach Wilson, i.e. a Tua tongue of Iloa, i.e. a Joe Burrow. That was not the situation Jordan Love was drafted into. You put these guys on the field because you need a spark. You're trying to find lightning in a bottle, and you're trying to get your fans and your sideline excited. And I don't think well, Jordan maybe it's Love's, time. I don't think Jordan Love's the guy to get everybody excited on the sideline. They know what kind of quarterback they have in Aaron Rodgers. We saw what he did specifically in this Philadelphia Eagles game. A kind Eagles of quarterback game. who just hasn't performed at yeah. all. Sure. And I also think the Packers feel held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. And I wouldn't necessarily... 100%. Dis- I wouldn't necessarily... You know, he retaliates. You know, He's petty. Right. You know how He's going to go on Pat McAfee's podcast and yeah. say something. Yeah, he'll go to Pat McAfee. McAfee. Uh, uh, close what, enough. What is it? <laughs> it's Pat I like McAfee. The, <laughs> oh. It's Pat McAfee. It's, it's like the virus, antivirus software, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but you, you understand that they feel held hostage because as soon as Aaron Rodgers gets told, oh, no, 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 I need you to step aside for Jordan Love, Jeanette is right. He's going to run to Pat McAfee, and he's going he's gonna to drop all of these petty comments. Or and... some podcast that only Stone knows because he follows it on right, Twitter. Right, right, right. There's it's going to be that Rogers, dead dog podcast. Oh, oh, what, what a crime that is for me to listen for some good inside information on some of these professional athletes. We spend every single day talking about what a crime. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Aaron Rodgers is a crime going around to all these podcasts nobody cares about, but those are his only outlets because Pat- these smaller outlets are the only ones who will listen to him. Pat McCuffey has one of the most popular <laughs> podcasts in <laughs> all of the McCuffey. land. You said McCuffey first. He does I more was numbers. So close. He does. He has more eyes. He does more numbers than any other podcast right, that yes. you see. I'm, I agree with you, Stone. Pat McAfee is Minus a big Tom platform. Brady. Joe Rogan is a big platform. Nobody like listens I, to the Let's Go podcast with old man, whatever his name is, and Tom Brady. There's a fact for you right there. It's not even on the you top. Have, Gray. You, have, you leave <laughs> Evan man. Cohen and I on our island by ourselves yeah. listening to this podcast, okay? <laughs>
Let them have let's go. Absolutely. Okay? Let them have let's go. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, again, we are we are shredding contracts. Which coach, pro athlete contract would you shred right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, Jeanette has put out a poll. Jeanette has put out a poll. What is the greatest game show of all time? Your options are Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, or Other. Now, Jeopardy included is it's appropriate since we were talking about Aaron Rodgers and he wanted to be the full-time host of Jeopardy, which has not happened. Um, Blossom instead got that job and then former Jeopardy champion uh, Ken Jennings. Uh, Stone, how much Jeopardy do you catch on a regular basis? Uh, quite frequently if I'm spending time with my grandmother, but you know, to Jeanette's <laughs> point that nobody likes Aaron Rodgers, yeah, the, let's put the guy that nobody likes on one of the most historic and most popular game shows of all time, right? Let's put the guy who well, we all hate. That was everybody's attempt to try and like him and it failed you realize, too, all that began or he had that opportunity before he was, quote, unquote, immunized, right? You understand that uh, all of that took place before we saw Deshaun Kaiser on a podcast a couple of days ago uh, tell the story of how Aaron Rodgers, when he met him, said, hey, what do you, uh, what do you think of 9-11? You think 9-11 was an inside job? That's right. Aaron Rodgers is a 9-11 truther. <laughs> yeah, let's also uh, let's talk He's about such a great let's, guy. Let's say that yeah. no, nobody hates the guy that we put on TNT with Charles Barkley and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson because, yeah, we all hate him. We don't care what he has to say or we don't care what he does outside of the football field. No, I think we do. That's why we all tune into the match. Who? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm Rogers. so confused. Who? I'm talking about oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay. Well, the, the you guy have we to all put hate. that Let's... cast of characters to make a- yeah. everyone like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron, nobody would have watched by, the match by himself. Oh. It was like Aaron Rodgers and us three. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers became unpalatable uh, for Jeopardy once, like, last year happened. I'm not saying I'm judging the guy as, like, a human. You judge uh, him as a human every <laughs> single day that well, we speak Well, just because he's him. not my cup of tea as a human doesn't mean that he's a bad human. I think his brain is a bit diseased, but other than that, like, he's fully functional and he's a great quarterback. You and I are on the same page in terms of quarterback discussion with Aaron Rodgers. All I'm saying is that at some point, after 18 years of football and your body's starting to break down, maybe just maybe it's time for the kid to have a chance. He was a back-to-back MVP two seasons ago. And last season, he won the most <laughs> valuable player award in the entire National Football League. He's if having a down I- season. He's got no weapons offensively. But we Whose fault are, is that? We, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers' fault. He did that to himself. You just tried to bail Russell Wilson out by saying Nathaniel Hackett couldn't do it. Really? Really? Nathaniel Hackett is the one who takes the blame for a garbage Russell Wilson. But we don't say anything about Matt LaFleur, right? It's all Aaron Rodgers' fault. We're just going to pick and choose how we... We said this guy's body's degrading. You're talking about the guy but, who won MVP last season? But there's a body of work for Aaron Rodgers succeeding under Matt LaFleur. And it's not as big of a sample size as you would hope. He hasn't been there for all that long. So I understand you're trying to go after Nathaniel Hackett, and I understand you're trying to put them two up against each other. These but, guys but it's been, na- but Jeanette, it's been, for with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, it's been <laughs> two years, two MVPs, two playoff appearances, a one seed, uh, two one seeds, in fact, uh, in the NFC, and then two home playoff losses. Like, that's a pretty good, it's, it, it's not a you long time, off. but it's a lot of sample size, Stone. It's, yeah. a, long, it's a bigger list than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Or, or Russell, yeah, you would argue that Aaron Rodgers was the one that brought Matt LaFleur there, and you kind of tried to do it yesterday, saying, are we sure that Matt LaFleur is a good coach, or is it not Aaron Rodgers kind of backpacking him all the way here? The, I have a problem with the playoff losses. Like, 
We're trying to diminish a guy who gets to continuous NFC Championship games, like one game away from the big game. It's not easy to win a ball game straight up in Week 10 in the NFL, but he gets to the NFC Championship, is playing in snow, and loses to a really good San Francisco team, and we hang him on his right. playoff loss. For the record, that was he didn't go to an NFC Championship game last or year. The game I right, just want to make sure. Or the, the big divisional round against a really good San there. Francisco Niners yeah. team. There, I just want to make Hosting. sure that we're on the same For page. For sure. Uh, Chris tweets before we get to break uh, this season even hurt Aaron Rodgers gives the Packers a better chance to win if he can play the team will have him play this offseason the Packers can and will make decisions on the future but but if you're four and eight if you're four and eight and you have hurtled out of the NFC North picture you are right now if the playoffs started today going golfing or going to Cabo um, based on the the NFC playoff standings you have not really gotten appreciably better with that offense. You have one quality win this year, and that is against the Cowboys. Why wouldn't you go to Jordan Love to help that process of evaluating the offseason? What are they going to evaluate? Are they going to evaluate offseason workouts? You need Jordan Love on film. and If this is a lost season, this is the time to play him. Then you make the declaration of what to do moving forward with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. That's the, that's, that's the only point I'm making here. And, and I don't hate it. And I think most likely we're going to end up seeing it if his oblique is actually as hurt as he's saying it is. He says his, it's not. He says that the rib scan went well and he's going to play Sunday against the Bears. And I'm excited. I've never been more excited because when he owns the Chicago Bears and he throws for four touchdowns, it's going to be a lot harder to speak on it next week. So I'm really excited for this. Right, he'll, they'll, they'll beat the Bears, and then it'll be false hope, and then the Packers will lose four <laughs> straight after that, including getting worked by Tua. <laughs> that is right. Merry he, Christmas, that, Packers. I, I will pick up the uh, schedule at Hard Rock Stadium if my boy Aaron Rodgers coming to town. We said this yesterday. Me and Aaron are a package deal. Me and my bestie. Jesus. Ew. <laughs> ew. Ew. Yuck. Uh, all right. Which coach pro athlete contract would you shred right now? And we do need to get back to this game show conversation because I did not realize I did not realize that I am doing this show with a pair of uh, of septuagenarians uh, who watch Family Feud every night. Septuagenarians, by the way, seventy year olds. Okay. Cool. Can I go around the I think financial and ask? I, I wrote it down on a okay. on a piece of paper. Okay. Excuse me. If, if you Can if you, you get kicked poll, out, please? if you get kicked out, then I'll just do this solo. You, you just have to write which your favorite game. Stone, this is time. happening right now. All right, uh, we'll come back here to I think financial in Delray. It is one thousand Northwest Seventeenth Avenue, and Jeanette is going to pull I think financial to get the final decision on what the game show, uh, the greatest game show of all time, is. This has gone south in a hurry. She's Jeanette. Hunt. Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, and it is underway here at I Think Financial. Uh, we have uh, the employees of I Think Financial and their customers that are filling out a poll that was created by Jeanette with a piece of loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. As we try to determine the best game show of all time, the last customer uh, didn't seem very enthused about what you were asking him to do. I think it's just a shock. Where you come to a bank uh-huh. and a supposedly a credit union, a credit union uh-huh. in a supposedly quiet environment, and here we are, two loud mouths, a Latina and a, a guy from Chicago, 
and a piece of loose leaf paper and a piece of loose leaf paper. <laughs> they just want to do their business, uh, and we're here like, nah, you got to answer which show is the most important. Even more reason to come on and see us at I Think Financial in Delray, 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue, so you can put a tally mark. <laughs> on this I've piece been of doing it for paper. people. Yeah, and Jeanette literally did it for the the last man who I think actually thought we were going to accost him. He was extremely uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable <laughs> with foot and ankle pain or foot and joint pain, boy, do I have a solution for you. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist comes through. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced ortho orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho best game show of all time Jeanette and stone say family feud they watch it you said nightly right Jeanette says she yeah, watches nightly. it nightly Can with her tin of mixed nuts. Uh, let's go to the phones. Nana Crystal in Royal Palm. What's up, Nana Crystal? Hey, Ken. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Blessings for the holidays to everyone. Same to you, Crystal. Same Thank to, you. Same to you. Thank you. Another point for family. Jeopardy is oh, the man. best game show ever. <laughs> and if Jordan Love could play... The quarterback position in any way, form, or fashion, Aaron Rodgers would never have gotten that new contract. Yeah, damn right, Nana Crystal. <laughs> Give it to him. You're just feeding stone right now, Nana no. Crystal. No, she's not. I, she, I, this is her own opinion. I mean, now, it's just but, the but, truth. If the kid <sighs> could play, think about it. If Baker Mayfield could play with Deshaun Watson be in Cleveland, mm. no. So if Jordan Love could play, Aaron would have not gotten that big old contract. They'd have said, we love you, but you can take the Brett Five exit. I also feel like, though, the boy, Bay, the, the state of Wisconsin would have would have revolted if a two-time MVP was told, hey, sorry, we're going with the kid now. Like that, there's also no, sort of because a they didn't PR re- aspect. They didn't revolt when, when, when they uh, drafted Jordan Love. Only person was upset was Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else was cool with. Right, and that's why I think that they think they were held hostage by him. Like they, the fans are still behind him, but the organization, if, even if they want to move away from him, they can't do it. But you're 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 going to feed the stone fire now. You're feeding the stone. If the, Aaron the fans were not that upset about Jordan Love, they were not. And if the and if Jordan Love could play, the fans would still be not upset. Nana Crystal, I appreciate you. It is the good to hear don't from have you. It yet. <laughs> he he uh well they're running out of time. And appreciate the call, Nana Crystal. I appreciate it. Uh I I, I listen, I know. Aaron Rodgers, you want to be I think a lot of people want to believe that he's still good to go and he's still gonna be able to provide some magic. All I know is I've seen this path before. I've seen these injuries start to stack up. We haven't seen injuries like this from Aaron Rodgers in quite some time and the Packers at some point need to evaluate this dude and it is petty of him and I get the competitive nature but it is petty of him if he feels fearful of allowing Jordan Love any opportunity to start putting something on film this season. We'll come
come back, we uh, have just had a, uh, a FedEx delivery man who has voted for best game show of all time here in person on site. Mm-hmm. 1000 Northwest Avenue in Delray at I Think Financial. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen, who also is now running polls about game shows. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3, and it is underway here at I Think Financial. Uh, we have uh, the employees of I Think Financial and their customers that are filling out a poll that was created by Jeanette with a piece of loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. As we try to determine the best game show of all time, the last customer uh, didn't seem very enthused about what you were asking him to do. I think it's just a shock where you come to a bank uh-huh. and a, supposedly, a credit union in a, uh-huh. a supposedly quiet environment. And here we are, two loud mouths, a Latina and a, a guy from Chicago. And a piece of loose leaf paper. And a piece of loose leaf paper. <laughs> They just want to do their business, uh, and we're here like, no, nah, you got to answer which show is the most important. Even more reason to come on and see us at I Think Financial in Delray, 1000 Northwest 17th Avenue, so you can put a tally mark. <laughs> on this I've piece been of doing it for paper. people, yeah. and they're shocked. literally did it for the, the last man who I think actually thought we were going to accost him. He was extremely uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable <laughs> with foot and ankle pain or foot and joint pain, boy, do I have a solution for you. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist comes through. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced ortho orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Best game show of all time. Jeanette and Stone say family feud. They watch it. You said nightly, right? Jeanette says she yeah, watches nightly. it nightly with her tin of mixed right, nuts. Uh, let's go to the phones. Nana Crystal in Royal Palm. What's up, Nana Crystal? Hey, Ken. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Blessings for the holidays to everyone. Same to you, Crystal. Same Thank to, you. Same to you. Thank you. Another point for family. Jeopardy is oh, the man. best game show ever. <laughs> and if Jordan Love could play... The quarterback position in any way, form, or fashion, Aaron Rodgers would never have gotten that new contract. Yeah, damn right, Nana Crystal. <laughs> Give it to him. You're just feeding Stone right now, Nana no. Crystal. No, she's not. I, she, I, this is her own opinion. I, now, it's just but, the but, truth. If the kid <sighs> could play, think about it. If Baker Mayfield could play with Deshaun Watson being Cleveland, mm. no. So if Jordan Love could play, Aaron would have not gotten that big old contract. They'd have said, we love you, but you can take the Brett Five exit. I also feel like, though, the Green boy, Bay, 
the, the state of Wisconsin would have would have revolted if a two-time MVP was told, "Hey, sorry, we're going with the kid now." Like that. There's also no sort of because a they didn't PR re- aspect. They didn't revolt when 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 they uh, drafted Jordan Love. Only person was upset was Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else was cool with. Right, and that's why I think that they think they're held hostage by him. Like they, the fans are still behind him, but the organization, if, even if they want to move away from him, they can't do it. But you're 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 going to feed the stone fire now. You're feeding the stone. If the, the fans were not that upset about Jordan Love, they were not. And if the and if Jordan Love could play, the fans will still be not upset. Nana Crystal, I appreciate the, you. It is good to hear from you. <laughs> he, he uh, well, they're running out of time. And appreciate the call, not a crystal. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I listen. I know Aaron Rodgers. You want to be? I think a lot of people want to believe that he's still good to go, and he's still going to be able to provide some magic. All I know is I've seen this path before. I've seen these injuries start to stack up. We haven't seen injuries like this from Aaron Rodgers in quite some time, and the Packers at some point need to evaluate this dude, and it is petty of him, and I get the competitive nature, but it is petty of him if he feels fearful of allowing Jordan Love any opportunity to start putting something on film this season. We'll come back. We uh, have just had a, uh, a FedEx delivery man who has voted for best game show of all time here in person on site. Mm-hmm. 1000 Northwest Avenue in Delray at I think financial. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen, who also is now running polls about game shows. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.